Hey, what is up, podcast listeners? It is our time. I think most of you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we just kicked off our time giving this week. So many of you made commitments to expand your giving, and Sunday was the first day to give your our time giving. So if you haven't yet, stop what you're doing and go ahead and set up your giving for our time giving. Thank you so much for your generosity. I'm absolutely blown away at how you have obeyed the Lord, how you've expanded your giving, how you've taken a step of faith. And this week is the week to set that up. So podcast listeners, thank you for listening. If you're a friend outside of real life, we want you to know that you too can make a financial gift to advance this mission, this unique real life mission forward. Would you prayerfully consider that today? Um, Any gift that you might make uh, would be a blessing to the work of God. You can text mission to 97,000. A menu will come up. You can make a gift today. Listen, truly every dollar given uh, is advancing the mission of Jesus through real life. So thanks for listening. Thanks for giving. Be blessed today. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. I think my voice is changing. Yeah. I've been telling you for weeks i got to come up with a different intro. That's what happens at 34. Your voice starts to mature. 34. Good morning, JV. What's up? How are you this morning? I'm doing all right. Clarksville had a loss last night against Rossview Varsity. JV so, won. So if you're uh, trying to catch up with what that was, Freddie put that on the pot, uh, <clears throat> on, on the rain dump. So that, Clarksville right. High Baseball played Rossview. It's the rivalry, man. Clarksville High was ranked what? Second. Second in the state. Yeah. I, you know, when you and I were growing up, Clarksville High and Northeast, yep. I was an Eagle. You were a Wildcat. A Wildcat. You were many, 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 many years ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a governor by that point. That's right. That's right. That was the rivalry. Now Rossview's been built. Now there's a big rivalry. So they played in baseball last night at Rossview. Yeah. Yeah. Jack was supposed to pitch in JV. He didn't because a kid's elbow was sore, so they needed him for varsity. So he would have been the next to come in in varsity. Um, we lost three to one. Oh. Rossview threw their ace, Cannon Rice, uh, his mom's longtime Is family his name friend. Cannon Rice? His name is Cannon. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty cool, right? Oh, yeah. He was just fit for that job. You know, his he? mom is Eve Darnell. Oh, Eve Rice. You know yeah, Eve? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, he is committed to uh, play baseball at Austin P. So he's a okay. phenomenal baseball player. He did a great job. Has a cannon. Yeah, you know, oh. he did good. I, we, we were a little cold on the bats. We should have done a lot better. Um, but, you know, we made one error that cost us. Anyways, tonight, 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 over at the, what do we call the Wildcat? Wildcat Den. Den. Wildcat Field. Yep. So Wildcat Lair. Four o'clock-ish. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. The JV game started without umpires yesterday, early. I don't uh, know why who, they who did that. Who needs an umpire anyway? I don't know why they did that. But Jack went two for two with a double and a single and JV won seven to four. Okay. Seven to four. There's your local sporting news update this There's morning. There's your update <laughs> for baseball tonight, four o'clock. That's right. Rossview, what are they? They were like ranked 10th in no, the No, but what, what's their mascot? The Hawks. The Hawks. All right, I got another funny for you. Okay. 
All right. So, hey, welcome back to the podcast. Well, thanks. We've it's missed you. Four weeks. We've had email, hate mail no, coming in. Not. No, we've had hate mail. That is not true. No, no, no. no we've had hate true. mail saying we are going to unsubscribe from the podcast if JV does not return. I imagine. Somebody actually called me junior varsity yesterday. That's, I love in it. In this office. Who called you, J- who called you junior varsity? I, don't have to I just love Disclose it. all that. He didn't you, say directly to me, but yeah. it was this implication. of If you call Jonathan junior, junior var- varsity, please come tell me. That's I love it. Jonathan Vinson, JV. All right, but, let, but me set this, let me set this up. So you're about to say something. I think I know what you're set up. So four, three weeks ago, yes. UTM and a nice gentleman who I met. Bob Pittenger. Who I met at the Vance Commitment, which is another funny story, which we're not going to get into today. But I did listen to it. It's a little lengthy, but it was good. Thanks, uh, thank but you one for of committing. it. Thank you for committing. <laughs> is you. I did. I committed all the way through. Uh, one of the stories, or two or three or stories, was a drive through experience. Yes. And I remember the Dutch Brothers one. Yes. Wendy's a little bit. Oh, yeah, Wendy's. Uh, no, I remember. You don't have yeah. to repeat it. I yeah. heard it yet. Yeah. Dutch Brothers and Wendy's, and I forgot the other McDonald's. one. McDonald's. Do you want to round up? That's right. Yep. That's the roundup one. Yep. And so <laughs> you got another one. I do, yeah. So <clears throat> so we've got the Dutch Brothers one. That's right. Got the Wendy's one. The introvert one, the rounding up one, and maybe it, get your bag right 80%. 80%. Of the time. Right, right, yeah. right. So I went through Freddy's. Freddy's Hamburgers. Freddy's. Oh, my god! And their store is spelled the same way my name is spelled, right? The and only way to spell Freddy. Jonathan, how many Freddy's do you know? I probably just know the one and only Freddy and Freddy T. So, two Freddy's. Two, two, the two of them. Daniel, how many Daniels over there? How many Freddy's do you know? Two. Just two, right? Like, the name is, like, almost extinct, right? Freddy. Okay? So... We go through the drive-thru the other day. It was probably a Sunday. I was probably wiped out. So I'm going to get a, like a milkshake or something, right? So they've got like a birthday cake milkshake, a big sign of it at the, you know. So I ask about it. Well, we don't have this and we don't have that. And I'm like, you got like a giant picture of it out here and you don't have it. So then I, whatever the second thing ordered, you know, they didn't have it anyways. I said, all right. I said, uh, I said, if I can show you a driver's license, with my name on it as Freddie spelled the same way as the store. Can I get a discount? I want you to have an answer for me when I get up to the window. And and then I, and then I, I gassed it. So that's, you know, so then I pull up to the window and she's doing the normal deal. And I've got my driver's license out there and I'm holding it. And she's like, Oh, you were serious. You know? So, so I, I like, I kind of motion like, no, really take my driver's license. So she takes it. She looks at it. She shows it to her partner and she says, um, I gave you a military discount. <laughs> so I kind of feel bad that it's like military. I am not worthy. I should not be taking your discount. Freddie should have come up with a, if your name is Freddie spelled, you get like free Freddies for a year. If you're Freddie. So if you're not getting the point of all these stories, <laughs> if you work at a drive through restaurant, I'm coming for you. Where? I'm coming for you. Watch out. <laughs> Freddie's black car. <laughs> it's, it, you know, it's amazing. Like people are just, people are just like in the monotony of their day. And, you know, if you bring a little light to their day, bring a little levity to their day, and you might get a free orange juice. You know, you, you they might round you down, you know. <laughs> There's so much spiritual context behind that, which we won't address because we're having too much fun so far. I don't want to break it. So we have, and talking about current events, yes. I guess that was a current event. That's a um, current event. We, we were just discussing very, very briefly right yes. before we started. That there is, uh, Clarksville is now famous again. Yes. Uh, because we're having a movie film downtown. Is the monkeys 
song, The Last Train to Clarksville, our Clarksville? Is that a monkey song? I don't know. The last train to Clark. Elvis had a song about Clarksville too. Didn't Daniel he? says it, it is. I thought that was an Elvis song. Was he just re-singing another uh, song? I don't know who wrote it. Didn't Elvis sing that song? So ask Siri. Ah, uh, no, Anyways. ask Siri. Oh my the God. monkeys sang it. Daniel, Whatever. Dan- don't even know the monkeys. Daniel's older than you are, Jonathan. All a, right. So he's, a, he's affirming that the monkeys. So sang. we are ha- we are having a movie filmed. In Clarksville, Tennessee, about a city named Franklin Hall- Street, Holland, Michigan. So, yeah. uh, I haven't done the research. I've just heard blurbs of it here or there. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman apparently is—is is she producing it? I think she's in it. She's in. I'm it. I'm pretty sure she is an actress. You know, Jonathan. And she lives like in Nashville, doesn't she? Oh, does she? She married to that uh, country music singer. What's Urban, his name? Urban, Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Yeah. So Are they maybe, still together? Maybe she just didn't want to fly all the way to Michigan to do this. So Daniel she just stayed. Pop culture over there is giving. <laughs> he's answering all of the questions with his head. So nods. maybe she just didn't want to fly to Holland, Michigan to do it. So she's like, "Can I just drive?" <laughs> Fra- just hey, Franklin <laughs> Street is charming. So charming that they had to dress it all up for the movie. I didn't. But, I, t- I haven't been down there in a couple yeah, of weeks. I haven't either. But you can oh my be gosh. I was supposed a to go movie. Down, I was supposed to go downtown today. I'm not going now. You can be in the movie, Jonathan. You is can, it being filmed today? I think so. Today's Tuesday, April 18th. Yeah, I mean, like this week, I don't know how many days they've shut Franklin Street down. Oh, no. It may reopen on Wednesday, maybe. I don't know. But you, you can be in the movie. I, I saw, I just read an article. What do they call it? Not a double. Now? Not a movie double, but a movie an extra, extra. An extra. An extra. Yeah. God doesn't think we're extras. He thinks we're important. Your kids would love to be in that. My kids don't even know Take that there's a movie. Take them down there. Not going. All right. So uh, be, beware if you're going downtown, unless you want to be an extra. I think it's pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah, I, I didn't mean cool. to insinuate it wasn't. Yeah. I just, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. I so, didn't mean to insinuate you that you insinuated. So one day we're going to know why they're having a movie about Holland, Michigan in Clarksville, Tennessee. So I that, can't wait to watch the movie now. And watch <laughs> What's for, it going to be like on Netflix or is it going to be like on the movie theater? I don't know. I, I'm sure the movie theater. So we are, we have I say just, I'm sure nowadays they release them everywhere. Right? We have just run out of all information about Holland, Michigan, haven't we? You went to Michigan and Is found your Holland, favorite Michigan? vacation place. I've been place. to Holland, Michigan. Where, wherever you went, y'all, it's like you oh found Oh my gosh, I've been to Holland, Michigan. Is that is yeah. that your place? You remember I took a picture two years ago. And sent me a picture. Very dapper. And that was in Holland, Michigan. Dude. No, that can't be the How same place. How did you forget that? I have to look this up. Not right now. You and Rachel found a great little getaway up in Michigan. Yeah, it's the first place you we got to right on the tip of Lake Michigan. <laughs> oh my gosh, if that's Holland, Michigan, I feel really kind of bad to say why wouldn't you go to Holland, Michigan? Because yeah, the it's first a great mission place. trip I ever went on was to Pinckney, Michigan. Yeah, we were in that role of going to Michigan a lot, and then we the lakes are to New so Mexico. charming up there. there. So charming. Oh uh, yeah, so we're yeah we're going back to Michigan this summer, so it's a great place. JV, how you doing, man? How I'm good. Do good. I'm good. Everybody healthy. Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're healthy. Yes. Uh, so the last three weeks, uh, you did Bob. Bob Pittenger. Pittenger. Yep. Delightful, delightful young man. Godly man. Very delightful young man. Uh, loved, loved the interview. If you did not hear it, uh, and you want the his interview portion, um, it's right in the middle of that podcast. Really, a really great podcast about the paradigm, the backdrop of giving. JV, how many listeners do you think fast forward through the stuff we're currently saying to get to the the sermon stuff? I don't know. I don't think yeah. so. I don't think a lot. Okay, yeah. so I, I have to say this. So, you know, there's a lot of times I don't want to spend a lot of time doing this, but there's a you, lot you of You t- really don't want to spend a lot of time doing it. I want to get no, to the no, sermon. Yeah. I love First Corinthians I 3. I think I it's great. But um <laughs> so I was out of the out of the seat for 4 weeks. Um 4 weeks. 4 weeks ago I was I was in this seat. Wow. Yeah, 3 3 weeks, yeah. You did Pittenger, you did 
Jacob and Devin Miller. and Pearl. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then last week, just I don't think we did one. That's did correct. One. That's right. So, uh, so I was standing right before service in my second row seat on on stage right, left. Stage right. Don't know. And then uh, I'm talking to Buck Killebrew, delightful Buck Killebrew. Buck. And there's this couple that's standing in front of me. So we sit in this room. We talk a lot. From what you just said, it's like, do people even just fast forward to, mm-hmm. to something else? Right. And so I'm talking to Buck about something. Yes. And the guy turns around, the, the couple, the guy of the couple turns around and looks at me and says, Are you you're the guy on the podcast. <laughs> you're JV. That's awesome. <laughs> he can hear your voice. He heard the voice. And he's like, you're, you're So anything like Fast forward another week after that, my, I'm sitting my at sheep know my voice. At First Baptist Church at a funeral. My I call her my sister in law. Yeah. Uh my mom died and I saw yeah. Risa Larson. Yeah. Yes. I love Risa. And she comes up to me and says, I just have to tell you, I love listening to oh, I listen Risa. to it every single week. I love that's the podcast. So, cool. so I got a lot her of, husband Ed at the funeral home that, this past right. week told me he listens. Yeah, he told me the same Shout thing. Shout out Risa at the and internment. Ed. But so, uh, some of the best people around. So for the people that listen, we appreciate you uh for whatever you're doing listening to this. Uh we do appreciate the little comments that you're listening and whether you like it or you don't like it, you agree or disagree. It's fun just to listen. Uh we I just st- appreciate Daniel Cox always editing out all this all the dumb stuff that you say that is absolutely so this is what i tell everybody i, I said, mean you know, the hours, funniest thing hours of edited material. we have never had it one edited second that i know about maybe a That's second when you started cussing that day. yeah 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 so uh so we appreciate you follow along hey we mentioned this two months ago one of the suggestions was that you email questions mm, questions questions to questions daniel at reallifesango.com do it Daniel at reallifesango.com. Any we, question. You can we, ask questions about our time. Anything. You can ask questions about Jonathan. Yeah. You can ask questions about the Bible. Anything. you got a question about anything, we just want to know. Or if you just want to make a comment, hey, like this, change this. We probably won't, but it's at least worth the email. All right. So uh, so anyway, so we did. I was going somewhere with all that. But, oh, I know where I was going. I missed so three weeks of our time on the podcast. Uh, yes. So if you... I haven't been at church for about six weeks, or you haven't been listening to the podcast. Uh, the last couple weeks, basically the last two weeks, has kind of culminated in the brunt of the commitment section of our time. Our yes. time being um, what we're doing with building a building on the land that we purchased a couple years ago. Yeah, our time is actually, our, it's our it's our two-year ministry vision theme. Go for it. So what's all of our ministry? It's mm-hmm. It's... It's all of our local, all of our global, all of our in-reach, outreach, all of our disciple-making. Um, so our time is our ministry vision for the next two years, which includes breaking ground on a new new building. And speaking of that, it's very soon, actually. You actually said summer, maybe late summer. Yes. That's, that's, that's going to be big yes. earth-moving equipment. All right. So that being said, Fred. JV. You've been going through this a lot. Yeah. Over a year. Yeah. Well over a year. In yeah. your mind, probably more than that. Uh, we're not done with it. we got a long ways to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But highlights. Wow. Low lights. Middle lights. Yeah. What's what's hitting Fred today Yeah. after the, the, the brunt of the commitment sure. section is kind of coming to, to, to a swift end? Yeah. Yeah. On that note, 
that's a good time to say if you haven't set up your our time expanded giving, do that today. Uh, highlights is that what you asked? Low lights, middle highlights. lights. You know, uh, there's just a couple of things I would say. Um, today, I find myself overwhelmed with gratitude to God for both the process and the outcome. Uh, I've never undertaken anything quite like this before, personally. Um, kind of been a part of a building campaigns from afar, but have never been in the seat of leadership. Um, had great coaches along the way, uh, investing and helping us through the process. So definitely did not enter into it blindly, but found some sages that um, have walked this path before. I think for me, one of the things that was both the hardest and the most rewarding is that the process stretched me and my capacity personally. Uh, I, I knew it was going to be a hard season because it was just so much extra work required to shepherd the congregation through a campaign where we had to step out in financial commitments. Everybody feels differently about money. Uh, everybody's comfort level is widely different about money. And we had a big goal that we needed to hit if we were going to move forward. And the hard and the rewarding thing is the extra workload. Um, oh, we gathered the family together, my family, and said, hey, for the next many months, it's going to be a little different for dad. And we just need everybody to know that kind of, Invest your heart. This is going to be a season, but it's but it's going to be a little different. And um, so all the family was dialed in, and they were praying, and they were encouraging. But I think what what I loved is just that it it stretched me to and, and showed me a new capacity that I had as a leader. I don't know that it's a capacity that I want to revisit, to, you know, often. So so personally, it stretched me, um, and I saw God be faithful to walk with me through it. And then, um, and then the rewarding side was I had so many opportunities to stand at the crossroads with individuals as they kind of hit a, a, a moment of um, commitment, a moment of um, um well, a real spiritual step of faith for so many of our people. And to get to stand in that moment with them as they take that step and shepherd them through that, it's immensely rewarding. A couple of the highlights. Um, seeing our team so unified and galvanized for one effort together, uh, our ministry team uh, is strong and stable. And they were all there for it. That was beautiful. Um, watching my family and my kids get their hearts engaged, absolutely priceless. And, um, you know, I, gosh, I'm, ab I'm absolutely blown away with the outcome with the, the giving, you know, I, I shared in the first service Sunday that some days my faith was at a 10 
Some days my faith was at a two. And um, I don't know what that says about me, Jonathan, but uh, just in terms of um, are, are we going to hit these goals, you know? And so um, our team worked so very hard, and yet even our best was like loaves and fishes. And the Lord Jesus took our little effort and he multiplied it in the hearts, in the hearts of God's people. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is what is so wonderful about our time and us hitting the goals and the benchmarks that we've hit is um, it's a reflection of people's hearts. And the heart work is the sovereign work of the King of Kings. It's the, it is the work of the Holy Spirit. And so I'm just overjoyed. I mean, just over, overjoyed that God has moved on the hearts of men and women, boys and girls. Um, here's our, here's, here's what I, here's what I shared with the congregation Sunday. We had two goals. The first goal was a hundred percent participation. Um, and some folks were kind of down on how, how close we got to that goal. We had 262 households or individual givers, uh, households giving. And, and that represented over 67% of real-life givers. So about 33% of regular givers didn't turn in a commitment card. Yeah. So for some folks, that's a little bit of a downer. But again, like everybody <clears throat> navigates this money thing differently, right? And there's a lot of folks, you know, Jesus said, let your yes be yes. So I know there's a lot of folks that felt like, well, I don't want to make a commitment because my financial situation is so uncertain, so unstable. I don't want to say this is what I'm going to do and then not be able to do it. They almost feel like they might be committing a sin in doing that. And so I understand that. Um, but of those 262 households representing 67% of real-life givers, we gave 92, we committed to give 92% of the original $5 million over two years. That's amazing. Oh, my goodness. So amazing. So, um, so, so then you, when you continue to unfold what God has done, our original, uh, goal two was $5 million for ministry funding and for a new building over two years. And so when you look at, uh, both the commitments that came in and the anticipated giving from regular givers that didn't fill out a commitment card, um, and then, and then, just a very, very conservative percent uh, of of increased giving. This past year, we had eight percent increased giving, so we accounted for much less than that, about three percent. Um, but anticipated giving brings us to over five point eight million in over two years, seventeen point five percent over our original goal. So man, gosh, I just I'm just so so thankful, so blown away. You know, um, can't wait to get going. And uh, I mean, there's just so many stories, Jonathan. So many stories. Like it's um the vastness of what God is doing in the hearts of people through this. It's like everybody's story is a powerful story that engages their heart and their mind and their emotions and their faith, you know? So it's, um, if you, uh, if you haven't shared your, our time story, we would love to hear it. Um, 
We would love to hear it. You can text mission to 97,000. There should be a menu pop up with an opportunity to, uh, to click, uh, uh, and share your story. So, uh, I'm sure there's more highlights, but that's about, well, I think for the podcast listener, I mean, seeing you on the stage and and on a, on a TV screen for, you know, a little video, I just wanted them to hear where you were in all this. It's been a monumental task. It still is there. Um, but I know it's been taxing for you. It's been taxing for the staff. And I just want to say y'all have done a great job. Uh, As you said, shepherding, Shepherding the commitment. So my last thought to our time this morning is, um, or on the podcast this morning, is if you have not committed, and if it is a yes, be your yes, in other words, you don't want to commit to something, this is the time for you to seriously think about, not about money, but about where your service is and how you want to contribute to what God is doing. My first sermon two years ago, was the unjust steward, mm. the parable of the unjust steward. I have another name. <laughs> you didn't pick that text, did you? I did you? not pick that text. <laughs> you forced that on being verbist and I, me. Um, and uh, anyway, so at the end of that is you, you can't serve God and you can't serve mammon at the same time. It's a great it's a great parable. Uh, you can go back and look at it. Uh, we all need finances to live on, um, but this does show trust in God and a commitment to what he's doing in and around real life. So, Your encouragement along the way was been priceless, JV. Uh, no, no, from uh, the start. I mean, uh, you you were in some important meetings when we were considering kicking this off, and your you know your your enthusiasm, you know, it, it was needed. It was needed. Thank you for that. Well, my enthusiasm is going to bleed over to the next segment. You brought out First Corinthians chapter three. So let me let me let me oh, yeah, tie, yeah, let me tie yeah, a ribbon yeah, yeah. on our time. So our time giving starts this week. It started yeah. Sunday. So if you've made a commitment, Sunday was the time to start that. Um, so if you haven't, go ahead and kick that off. Um, stop what you're doing. Kick that off today. If you need help of any kind, go ahead and email Tim at reallifesango.com. We have we've emphasized ACH giving. Um, from your bank um, rather than like a debit card giving. And Jonathan, this is important to note. If everybody in the church in this 5 million uh, giving uh, goal gave through debit card, um, we, it would be about a, about a, like a hundred thousand dollars too much in fees. So if, if everybody, like some people give via check, but if everybody gives either via check or ACH and doesn't give through debit card, we're going to save over $100,000 in fees. It's just the way it's set up. Because to give for an ACH, it's only $0.25 cents per gift that goes through. And then for a debit card, it's like 2.4% for it to go through. So, um, so consider that. Um, start your giving now. If you didn't fill out a... Uh, a commitment card, many of you, we know, uh, people have come up to me and said, hey, we didn't fill out a card, but we did expand our giving. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, set that up today. If that's your intention, set that up today. Um, if you have any questions at all, let us know. If you have a desire to set up real life in your will, to give uh, digital currency, to give stocks, anything like that, email Pastor Tim, tim at reallifesango.com. Um, he can get you set up uh, with that. And um, 
I think that's all I got, man. Okay. I got a cough. <coughs> all right. So that's first Excuse segment. Me. You heard a little bit about Holland, Michigan. I'm going to look that up. I think I've been there. And you've heard a little bit about the recap of our time, at least the commitment stage of that. It's never too late to set your commitment up. Uh, look forward to maybe sticking our toe in. I got one more question for you, JV. Three. Go ahead. I got one more question. I know you're so eager to get okay. into God's word. There it is. I am too. I, am I know too. you. I know um, you. Do you know who Haven Madison is? No. You don't know who Haven Madison is? After you tell me, I'll probably say mm. yes, because mm. I was supposed to. Do you know who Courtney Wyland is? I know who Courtney. Oh, I know Haven Madison. <laughs> no, no. I went to Varsity Pens, Trent and Dana Knott. Did you? Uh, when did you go? I've been almost every week since it's been open. And I saw Courtney, yeah. who I grew up with, Courtney yeah. and Jason. And yes, their daughter was there. When did you go? Sunday night? I don't know. This is like three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Oh. And I, I met the infamous, and they call her Madison. There was Haven a whole joke Madison. about the Madison was her like last name on the first yeah, name. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Hey, but Madison. I met her. But So she's on... Um, American Idol. American Idol. Yes, I know all about She's this. in the top 26. She just sang last night. Yes. we you, Like the whole world could vote. I voted 10 times via text message. There you go. And um, we'll find out. we'll find out Sunday if she remains in the top 20. Yeah, Courtney, Courtney, and go Jason, Haven. Great people. So yeah, uh, yeah, I got to meet the infamous Haven. We, I grew up with Courtney. You grew up with her brother. Well, Drew. I grew up kind of Courtney and Drew. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so excited for. Her. Yep, for yep. sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. So anyway, any last thoughts? We hit the first segment a little longer this morning. So first, glad, we'll I'm go so with. Glad them. to be back on the podcast oh, with you, yeah, JV. So good, missed you, buddy. All right. So we'll hit First Corinthians three. If you're sitting somewhere, open it up. If not, if you're driving, don't do it. Just listen to us. We'll be right back. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday in real life. We believe God has put you in the neighborhood and in the job and at the ballpark or at the gym, right where he wants you to influence and invite others into his story, into a relationship with him. So here's today's challenge. Text a friend right now. Stop what you're doing. Send them a message and invite them to join you at real life this Sunday. Who knows? Maybe it'll be their first step into a relationship with God. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday at Real Life. So text that friend today. All right, we're back. Second segment. All right. You sound Tra- so enthusiastic. Traditionally, tradi- historically, not traditionally, historically, we always hit the, the Word of God in second segment. So I'm really looking forward to this. You, I, I used the word pivot before we started. You didn't really pivot to 1 Corinthians 3. You kind of went off this saying that came out, I think, naturally and genuinely, uh, that, go ahead and say it, you say it better than I do, the building's not the building. No, you already messed it up. See, that's why I didn't want to start you it. You already messed it up. The it. building ain't the building, it's ain't. just a house of bricks. Where the builder's going to build this building. So you you took us to 1 Corinthians 3. We're at the end of that segment of 1 Corinthians 3. First, uh, first paragraph. First paragraph. It's, it's Second paragraph. Second first, paragraph. First nine, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. And so... I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so if you want to read First Corinthians three one through nine, I think it'd be a good time to do it that this. That's week. where this. That's where the building ain't the building came from. Got it. So there it is. Because what <laughs> is God's building? We're the, the church. Yeah. So if you go up to the end of that chapter, it talks about we are His temple, 
And so uh, I think it's just a great concept if, if you're new to God's Word or you're new to the understanding of a Christian faith, that there was a temple. We're not going to go through that this morning, my favorite thing, Exodus 25. But we are now God's temple, the yes. place where He rests, His Spirit indwells, yes. and that where He uses that temple to bring refreshment to the people. Yes. That's the temple. Yes. That's what I think, as you were saying in verse 9, that he says, we are God's building. But that's not where 1 Corinthians 3 started. I don't even know. I don't even know if that the imagery right there in in verse 9, I don't even know that when he says God's building, if he explicitly means the temple there. I think he, but and the reason I, the reason I say that is because where he says you are God's field. Yep. God's building. I think he's just using images there. Got it. Uh, and then he expands the meaning by talking about the temple. Yeah, it's 16. Yeah. Do you not know that you right. are God's temple and right. that God's spirit dwells in you? Yes. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's I love that. I love that God uses all these images mm-hmm. to drive home these spiritual truths. And so for the Jewish reader reading Paul's letter to the church at Corinth, if they actually got to hear it, because they weren't reading it, they were listening to it. Man, the just the, the, seeing the big tabernacle in their minds of where God's coming down, the Day of Atonement, and it's like me, I can be that. Mm. I, I can be the place where God rests, where God comes on, and and I can bring that power to people. Not power as opposed to kingly power. The power the as the presence to, of God, the breaking of sin, the breaking of addictions, the, the break. I can God. do that. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine being overwhelmed and almost probably to a Jewish person? I can't do that. There's no way I could do that. I can't be God's temple. I can't be his building. And clearly he says, Paul says, yes, that is the point of your creation, that you are God's building. You are made for him to rest inside of you in your soul, mm. not for the sake of that you're that important, but mm. you're important because, one, you're his image, but two, mm. that you can bring release to the people. It's just crazy intimacy, isn't it? Yeah, just crazy power, yeah. which yes. is so cool because that's not where First Corinthians 3 started. It's kind of a bon, bon, bon. <laughs> so he sets up the crisis here, and the crisis being, and I think you said it great, the church at Corinth were having some struggles with how they were acting, especially at church, mm. and there were some issues going on there. And, and Paul's addressed this, and he says, But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. You talking about kind of a slap in the shoulder, maybe, mm-hmm. not in the face. You know, I, of course, you knew I, I had to look at these words. Uh, <laughs> and you know what milk means? It means milk, which is kind of cool. Uh, there's nothing really funny here. <laughs> but, I mean, I think Paul sets it up that in Hebrews chapter 5, talks about this, the writer of Hebrews brings this thing, same concept up. It's that... If you're only on infant, you should pray that you could bring the spiritual milk that God's going to bring you about regarding his revelation, but that's not where we stop. You've got to be able to chew on God's truth. Um, so I know I have a lot that I want to unravel a little bit this morning, but I think going back to what you said, the building ain't the building. It's just, you, go ahead. No, you go ahead. The, the building ain't the buildings where the bricks were God's going to build the building. So, so for people to think that our time is an ending, it, y'all, this is what I've said over and over. It's only 
It's just the beginning. Here's what I'm, I'm being hit with a fresh insight on this text as you're reading it this morning. But, um, Paul is saying, I fed you with milk, not solid food for you. You were not ready for it. And even now you were not ready for you still of the flesh. So, but then he explains their behavior. It's really, really interesting. He doesn't say, I fed you with milk, not with meat, because you couldn't like understand it, because you couldn't comprehend it, um, because your minds weren't like deep enough. Like he said, no, it was your it was your behavior that prevented you from being able to to take hold of the deep truths. It's just really interesting. Which is a deep truth of what you just said. So this is where I wanted to head this. Morning. Oh, here we go. So you hit at the very end of the sermon. You you put a put a, a graphic up. Yeah. And you put the fruit of the spirit. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I'm not going to sing the song. I always miss one because I missed the song. And Take you said up. rank yourself. Don't rank the spiritual gifts one right. to ten. Don't put them in order. But one to whatever. Rank. Give yourself scale of one to ten for each one. So so I think this is where I really wanted to head with First Corinthians three. Okay. If we are His temple. Yes. If we are the field and the building and we're co-workers with him. Yes. There's there's not one thing. And so in other words, when God even set his his creation in Genesis 1 and 2, there was always this balance of I've made you, I've blessed you, but I was also asking for obedience from you. Yeah. There's the tree of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. It's there. I need obedience from you. Yes. And if you don't give me obedience, there's cursing because that's just yes. unrighteousness. And if you do obey, then there will be blessing from you. That's just basic was, kingdom language. That's the covenant. That's right. That's the covenant. That's exactly right. And so it's, I think it's really cool that Paul's saying here, I want to give you food. Right. I, I want to give you food. Yes. That writer of Hebrews says you should desire food. Yes. But you're going to be ready for fruit, not how smart you are. This right. is exactly what you're going to do. Yeah. But there's this give and take. I'll, I'll learn a little bit, and then I'm obedient in that. Right. And then I'll learn a little bit more, and I'm obedient in that. I'll learn a little bit more, and I'm, I'm obedient in that. Yeah. And, and then what you learn if you're obedient, you realize that you're well, you're chewing on some food, maybe chewing on some cuts some days, just chonk and chonk and chonk and chonk, chonk. That is what is so cool about the Christian walk. This is not you're going to seminary and learning everything you can about the Greek and Hebrew text. People can do that and not know one ounce of God's presence in their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. God's calling us to do is you got to live it, but a lot of times it's just the opposite, Fred. Some people want to go out there and take their tracks and walk around downtown to try to save everybody, and they're telling about it, they're singing songs, but they don't understand what the truth of God's Word says. Mm-hmm. So it's this 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 balance mm-hmm. of we have to read God's word, and as the Spirit is indwelt in us, they're going to lead us into patterns of behavior, to patterns of thought, to patterns of speech, and then it's going to lead us into if we do it right, we read God's word and we meditate on it. It's going to lead us into more of a understanding, illumination of another pattern of behavior. I, JV in verse nine, mm-hmm. in verse nine, I, everything you're saying, I love it. In verse 9, when he says, you are God's field, mm-hmm. what do you think Paul was wanting his audience to think about and to understand? When he said, you are God's field, what do you, what do you think he was hoping would come up in their minds? What was he intending to say there? Oh, I, I, I looked this word up. Really? That you're tillable, that you mm. are so, you, you, have, you have prepared your heart and your soul 
to be a fertile place where he will plant his seed. Because it takes you back to the parable about the seeds, where he throws yes. one on the pavement, on the rocks, one's on, yes. one's on fertile ground. Yes. That, folks, God has made you to be a place where he will, well, he will sow his seed, and you will be the place where it can grow for the people of this world to see how great and wonderful he is. So this field, this you were in God's field, means a tillable what it means field tillable yeah wow fertile and tillable yeah yeah and god's building just means kind of the building but if you take it back it kind of it's always talking kind of about the temple yeah if you take that back to the to the hebrew so i just think it's i think it's the building's not building ain't the building there you go but but here's the deal this is just the beginning this is where i got goosebumps a year ago when we had our first meetings is that now we're going to have an established place where now we can start the process of becoming disciples of Christ. Yeah. And that's not just learning and not just not showing them to worship. That is an, a, a, a... Well, we've already started. It'll be a continuation. That's what I mean. Right? It'll that's be, right. That's it'll right. It'll be a tool and a resource for us practically to be able to say, like to be able to seize the ideas that God is giving us rather than having to go and find a place to meet. And, and it'll be a place for us to be able to open our doors up that really is our op, us opening up our heart for people to you know the world is so broken Jonathan there's so much darkness the enemy is just on a rampage deceiving people left and right um and the opportunity we're going to have to to see people step into the light um Oh, there's so much opportunity. So, so yeah. So to piggyback off that, that that's exactly what I was trying to say this morning. Is that God has dwelt inside of us? I've been listening to the Bible Project. Their newest podcast is called The Anointing. It may be what I do my summer study on. Come so, on, I, I might do it. Um, but we are the place where God comes from heaven to earth, so that we can bring release to the people that are hurting. Hallelujah! And it comes through His truth, His Word. It also comes to the behavior that we do. So if you look at this word food, I, I was just interested. Like, what does this food word mean? You're, you're a chef. No, I, I like food. I, I mean, know. foods, what I does know. this word food means? Well, if you if you really take it down, as Tim Mackey would say in the Bible Project, go down the rabbit hole of this word. <laughs> uh, you get to the base of a base of a base. And if you look at this word base, food just means actually something to be eaten. Is really what this word means, that to be eaten. And if you go through this word, do you remember the Great Commission? Matthew has the Great Commission. Yes. Yeah, and I think uh, Jacob and Devin, I think that was one of the things they said on the stage a couple yes. weeks ago. Um, you know, John says it a little different way. You know, Matthew says, go and make disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Luke, I can't remember the other Gospels. But John says it a little different way. He didn't say go make a disciple. He says, go feed my sheep. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Oh yeah. Feed my sheep, not go make disciples. Feed my sheep. I don't mm-hmm. think they're contrary, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But I think it was interesting to see that there's sheep out there that <laughs> need to be fed. Do you know the base word of this word "food" to be eaten comes the word to feed. Love it. So I think as God has called us, those that may be switching over from milk to food, I think He's put on us a responsibility not to stop our maturation process, but he puts on us the absolute responsibility for it to feed the people that need to be fed. Start with milk, 
but start feeding them food. And that's discipleship. That's sometimes face-to-face. That's not like I like to do sometimes, just stand up in front and talk. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. really yeah, man. A, a concerted effort. So if you're not right now, if I know it's like, oh, my gosh, we just had to give everything we had, and now we're going to have to do this, and now we have to. No, no, no. No shame and guilt in any of this. This is what God has called for our enjoyment of this thing we call life, mm-hmm. that we can see him and glorify him. But we can use what we understand of God's word and how we behave differently and what we see this world differently and be able to give that goodness, gospel, to somebody else. Yes. Gospel's not a tract and showing the bridge over to death to life. It is that. But it's something much more rich than that. The richness is that what we can offer now. It's not just about eternal salvation, yeah. which is very important. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But it's the joy that we can have today yeah. and how we can live and how we can experience that, but more, even more importantly, how we can have other people experience that. Yeah. So if you're not eating food, what does that mean? I don't know. We could probably take a deep dive in what food is and what milk is. But if you're not constantly trying to better your behavior, the way you speak, what you think, how you act, then that is what God is, I think, calling us in 1 Corinthians 3. <coughs> he has made you to be his temple. He did that in Genesis 1 when he made us in his image. Mm. But he has said, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, you are his temple where he resides inside of you, mm-hmm. not for your own benefit, but for his glory and for the benefit of others. Jonathan, one of the one of the things that early on in our adult friendship that I really appreciated about you was your knack for design, interior uh, design, your knack for aesthetic spaces. Um, what would you say is like your favorite space that you designed? Uh, this lounge. Yeah. The reason it is is because it's not me. I don't do jewel tones. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I do very orderly two, three colors, not a lot of fluff. Okay. Uh, and this was a lot of fluff. Yeah. A lot of colors and a lot of mismatchness. Yeah. Because it was a stretching kind of thing for Rachel mostly did it. But uh, uh, we, I went I went along the ride. And so, yeah, I think this space from its inception, you know, it was so funny, Fred, everything I've ever done, I've always inherited. Not inherited like from my father, but inherited. I bought something used or okay. old or previously used by someone else. So yes. I'd never had the excuse of, yeah. well, I, I could have designed any way I wanted to, right. but I couldn't. I had to deal with what I had as the yeah. cards I got dealt. This one, I got to design any way I wanted to. You designed this building. I designed the building and designed this room intentionally. You did? Yeah. yeah. Me, me and Rach. Yeah, what was but, that experience like for you? Uh, it was nerve-wracking. Yeah? Because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to make the... The joke was, her Baggett and Luke Baggett built this building. Luke, real lifer. Uh, I said every decision is a, could be a wrong decision. Every decision can be a wrong decision. That's hilarious. Uh, what do you think about the outcome? I love it. Yeah? Yeah. You think changes here or there, but I love it. Yeah. Well, I just, you know, what's what's amazing is I, I don't know that God would describe like his building process of us as nerve wracking. <laughs> Although I'm sure like sometimes we're like a stubborn nail that won't go into the wood the way he is intending, you know. But, you know, but but as I think about God being the master architect and the master builder, I think about this space that you designed and the whole process, you know. That's what that's what comes up into my mind when I think about us being God's building. Is the same enthusiasm that you had 
with this space, putting your touch, thinking about what I, what I, what color and how do I want to mold. I just think God molding our lives in that way. He has such a he has so much enthusiasm about molding and shaping us. He takes such great delight in building us as his building, both as individuals and collectively as his church. And I just love the imagery. It's so powerful. Psalm 139 uh, is one of the, some of the psalms I've been trying to memorize. Uh, if you want to know the intricacy of how he's weaving you and how he's woven you, yeah, read that. But if you really just want to geek out on this, if you're like, I don't know, I don't think I'm really that important. He doesn't really care that much about the nuances of what I think and how I'm put together. I'm talking about in your soul, not necessarily in your in your body. Both are important. But if you want to read Exodus 25, now you may fall asleep, but if you want to read Exodus 25 through about Exodus 30, it is like to the detail of the color of the thread of what God was calling his people to build his temple, his tabernacle, when they came out of Egypt. Mm. I mean, it gets to the point you're like, I don't even know what an ephod, ephod is, and I don't care that it had gold thread in it. <laughs> and I don't know about this veil. Who cares? And why does it matter how big or small these things are? It gets to the detail And God is, when he says, when Paul says, you are his temple, he's thinking exactly what he was telling his people to build in 25 through 30, Mm. that this is a special place where heaven meets earth, and this is where Mm. I'm going to reside, and that he has created us, and he's nuancing us. As you said, he's constantly trying to get us to a place where we're that perfect temple, which which we won't be here, but can't mean we can't get there. Sorry, man. man, I love 1 Corinthians 3. I got to listen. I wasn't there. I listened to it on YouTube. Uh, when I first heard it, I was like, yes, 1 Corinthians 3. That's so Well, beautiful. you teased us a little bit by talking about summer studies. So keep your ears peeled, people. We're going to have summer studies, and JV's going to teach one. You'll yes. want to sign up. Daniel DJ Daniel Cox is going to teach one. It's going to be a great summer. I think I think we're going to I think I'm going to do the anointing and I I see the graphics, but I think I'm going to call it smeared. Daniel's going to do the Apostles' Creed. He just mentioned that. Well, he mentioned he's been studying Apostles' Creed. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to call mine smeared. I love it. Smeared. Smeared. That's what we, uh, in New York City, that's what they called the stuff that we would put on bagels. Smeared. Smear. You want smear? Smear. I like uh-huh. it. I think it's smeared. I may change my mind. Schmeer. Anyway. All right, Fred. Uh, we got a quick little third section, so let's come back to it in just a second. Look forward to it. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. But man, don't we have a lot of excuses for why we don't honor the Lord with our money? You know, ministry takes money. And when you give, God's work is propelled forward. I want to ask you to pray today. Pray and ask God to strengthen your faith, to deepen your resolve, to invest in His work, in His ministry. Worship the Lord today through your giving. Make a sacrifice. Set up recurring giving so that even when you can't be present at church, your gift is present. Simply text MISSION to 97000 to set up giving today. Don't hold back. Don't wait. Give to the Lord. All right, we are back, uh, JV. I just want to let listeners know um, just a little word. If you're interacting with folks in the community and they're asking about our building and they're asking about, hey, what was that rezoning thing? So a week ago Monday, the county commission 
uh, voted to rezone our uh, property from agricultural to um, to commercial. Uh, the simple and the short of it is just this. A church can meet almost anywhere. Um, but we had a creative idea on how to use our building to be a blessing to the community. Uh, and that would be to use the little cafe in our lobby to lease it out to a coffee shop because a coffee shop's going to do a much better job at serving coffee than we would, making the drinks, all of that. Um, the idea was to utilize our kids' ministry space uh, and to lease that out to like a little fitness boutique. Um, and so we just thought for the Sango demographic, those would be great amenities, if you will, uh, blessings to be able to say, hey, right here, you know, you can walk right to the coffee shop, you know, if you, if you live nearby. Um, so our goal has been to be a blessing to our community by opening the doors of our building. We've done a, taken a little bit of a creative route and in order to lease the spaces, we had to get it zoned for commercial. So uh, taxes will be paid on the commercial, the spaces that are used for commercial. All of that. Pastor Tim has been working on this for a long time. Sat down with a local county tax assessor to make sure all that could be done and that we were doing it right and all of those things. Um, but uh, some, some neighbors are sensitive to the rezoning um, just because it, it's, it's probably more rooted in like in fear of like, okay, it's not commercial. What's going to happen there? Well, we're building a church building on the property and we're seeking to use our church building to be a blessing to our community. So that's really, if people ask, that's really what you just want to say is we, we think it's a really bad idea to build a church building that sits empty six days a week. And, uh, and we think it's a really good idea to creatively use the building to be a blessing to the community. Um, you know, some people, some people have said, Hey, you really ought to run those things yourselves. You'd make a lot more money doing it. And, and our response is, is, well, that's not our motivation. We're not, we're not doing this to make any, we're not doing this to make a dollar at all. Um, we're really doing this to try to uh, put forward the, the best amenity that the best blessing to our community. So um, nothing is in concrete in terms of our plans. We just have plans and you know what the Bible says about plans. Many are the plans in the heart of man, but the Lord orders his steps. So we have some ideas and some plans for what we want to use the building for. Um, but all of that's going to have to kind of come through. Uh, but we're excited nonetheless. You know, I, I mean, there's other things like after school programs for Sango Elementary School. We've got uh, a, a woman who wants to do speech therapy for kids in the facility, you know. So we just we just want the building to be utilized by the community in the ways that we think the community would enjoy. Um, so that's really, that's really our goal. And so as you interact with folks, if folks have questions, you can let them know that our leadership would be really, really happy to sit down and talk with them about it. We'd love to talk to any neighbor. We want to be a great neighbor. Um, and so, um, you know, there was a Clarksville now article that kind of got some of the information jumbled a little bit and confused some people and maybe even stirred up a hornet's nest on Facebook. Don't go seeking it out because Facebook chirpers will chirp. Um, but um, anyways, that's the heartbeat. We're super thankful for the, the county commission approving the rezoning. Uh, we're super excited about what we're going to be able to do with the building to be a blessing to the community, and that's our aim. Let me tell you what I heard, and I, I've been tangentially part of this a little bit. So what I heard you just say and what I've heard for the last few weeks is something very simple. It's 1 Corinthians 3. 
that he's not just building us the temple, but he's also building a building with bricks and mortar that's going to bring refreshment and blessing and release, whether that's drinking coffee or that's working out, or whether that's tutoring a kid or that's speech therapy. This this is just a representation of what we at Real Life and what God's global church is doing. It's not just bringing eternal salvation, the truth of God's Word. That's so important. But it's also, if you can't speak right, speak right, and you need someone to help you speak right, or you need someone to help you maybe lose some weight because then it'll make you feel better or start better rhythms, that is just another representation yeah. of what God's bringing to us. And unfortunately yeah. or fortunately, we had to go through this governmental process for that to go through. We're not developers. We're not trying to create this big, big supermarket mall. What we're trying to do is unlock a way that the building can be a representation of what we're trying to do yeah. eternally, yeah. and that is to bring blessing to the people around us in Sango and, and, and outside Sango. Absolutely. Well, loneliness and isolation is so huge today, and we really believe we're creating a space that will that will welcome folks in where they'll be able to find real relationships. And even, I, I mean, I think many people will find community before they find Christ. They'll come in and they'll they'll enjoy relationships and they'll be like, I don't know if I believe what you believe, but I sure appreciate the friendship you're giving me and that I'm finding in this space. Um, so yeah, that's that's a good word. And if and again, if anybody has any questions, tell them to reach out to us. We'd love to sit down and explain it. And I think you know, especially for those that live closest to the the property, I think it's a little bit of a wait and see, you know, kind of a mentality. If they're concerned about you know, traffic or, you know, that kind of thing. I think most people are going to be like, oh, oh, that's what you're doing. Um, okay, <laughs> I yeah. get it. That's, I, I, I like that. I, I appreciate that. I think, I think that's the way most reasonable folks will, will feel about what we're doing. That's great. Uh, finish up here we have mother's day's come mother's that's day right is coming. baby child dedication coming up on mother's day baby you can child. register by texting mission to ninety-seven thousand right now get your baby child registered for uh baby child dedication on mother's day we'll be doing it in both services did you know jonathan that mother's day is the third highest attended sunday on the calendar year i do now do you know what the first two are come on jv easter the, christmas the ball was on the tee and you just knocked it off over Boom. the fence. Boom. Yes, You've that's already right. Told me before. That's right. Um, yeah, uh, Student Color Wars is coming up. Um, so get your students signed up for Color Wars. And, uh, man, it's going to be a Community group. groups are coming. Some are coming to a close, but summer studies uh, Next are month. Coming. Next it's, month they'll ramp down. That's right. And then summer studies will kick off. That's right. And we'll start community groups back up in August, September. So if, if you are interested in teaching a study this summer, whether that's a two-week study or a 10-week study or something in between, email Pastor Tim, Tim at reallifesango.com, and uh, he will uh, approve the teacher and approve the curriculum, and then we'll be off to the races. Smeared. You think he'll approve smeared? God wants to smear us. we got to get your background check, Jonathan. Okay. Hey, podcast listener, we do appreciate you taking the last, I don't know, 50 minutes to an hour or so listening to us. I hope you found some benefit from it, but uh, we hope you will dig in God's Word this week. Be a blessing to someone JV, else. JV, yeah. I'm so I, thankful I, to God for where our, our time commitments are. Yeah, there it is.
I've been again. I've been trying to pin you down for two weeks to celebrate this. I've I'm so you've been excited. MIA. I'm so excited. I've been calling you and texting you and getting the voicemail. So and excited. Here we are. I just I told you I, I never had any doubts. There was no fear oh. for that. I know I didn't have to carry the mantle, but I, I I'm not surprised. That so God has called these people. God. God has called His people, and they have committed. And I was never worried about. But that. I did not want to presume upon God or upon His people. I never presume upon God. I know. No, but that's where I was. I know. I just didn't like a God was not obligated to move in this way. He had zero obligation to move in this way. And in God's people, like, I don't know where people's situations are, you know, like not the vast, some of them. And, uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God is at work and he yes. will bring his people to, to finish his work. Yes. As, as Stephanie Gentry said, we can build a building. That's right. We'll let God do his work. I love it, right? All right. Hey, brother, uh, look forward to this week. Look forward to Sunday. Looking forward to you back on the stage and preaching God's word. And uh, until then, keep it real. Keep it Jesus. JV, what time is it? It's our time. Our time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real, keep it Jesus.